Hey guys, welcome back to episode 20 of Three Trouble Gamers. I'm here with Colin. No, you're not. I am Colin Gross. Colin Gross. Well, I forgot your last name. <laughs> I don't blame you for forgetting sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We got a lot to talk, talk about today. So we'll go ahead and start with the Nintendo and Microsoft 10 year partnership. What do you think about that? Uh, I mean, I think it's good. It brings, I mean, it's going to bring Call of Duty to the Switch, so I'm happy about that. Finally, be able to get Warzone on the Switch instead of having to f- figure out the whole entire Xbox situation still. Uh, right. And then also seen on that, it also is making like uh, anything Activision. Or Steam in general is going to be for Xbox only is another thing that I seen in that same article with it. I know that's not really the partnership part of it, but it was just a little bit extra cake, I guess. But yeah, Nintendo and Microsoft in a partnership. I hope it's the partnership that Nintendo and PlayStation never got to have because PlayStation sucks. That's right. Yeah, um, I think it's pretty cool. Uh, Microsoft and Nintendo the past few years have had like a close relationship, I guess, with different game, like different Microsoft games making it to the Switch, which Cuphead, for example, which it's on everything now, but back then it coming to the Switch was a big deal because it was it's a Microsoft-developed game. So, um, 10-year commitment to put Call of Duty on Nintendo consoles. Will it be on the Switch? I maybe I don't know. It might be on the next gen switch because the deal still hasn't went through for Microsoft yet. So um, so we'll have to see. But it's pretty cool. Yeah, Nintendo and Sony they had a partnership back in the day with the Sony. Well, I mean the Nintendo PlayStation, but then Sony. Ripped off Nintendo and made the room. So that put the end to that. And then ever since then, they haven't had any kind of relationship. Yeah. No, I see them bringing it, at least Warzone to the Switch to test it out. Well, you think if they can bring Warzone to mobile, they can put it on the Switch. Yeah, because mobile frame rates and the Switch frame rates are about the same right now. <laughs> <laughs> right. Pokemon. Right. Well, what I would like to see is this partnership grow even further and Nintendo allow Microsoft to put Game Pass on the Switch. Yeah, that would be pretty nice. That would be nice. You could play your Xbox games on your Switch. That would be awesome. Because they already got it for PC. Right. So that'd be amazing if... I think I think Microsoft tried to get Nintendo to do it a couple of years ago. Nintendo wasn't really interested in it, but maybe sometime in the future, Nintendo will allow them to do it because that would bring obviously the two platforms together into one, and you could take your Xbox games, which not all your Xbox games, but the ones on Game Pass, anywhere and play them on TV and handheld, whatever. Which is a dream. A lot of you know whenever we were exclusively Xbox, that was a dream we had, and that's why we switched to mainly playing on the Switch, so we can take our games anywhere. Oh yeah, definitely. And it's a major thing, and uh, well, 
Microsoft's never really had their uh, portable console. No, they haven't. They haven't had a portable console. I see. I seen that they are partnering with. I can't remember the company, but they're partnering with somebody to bring a Game Pass mobile machine out. Like it's. I think it's just like an Android. I mean, basically, it's just an Android phone with controllers strapped to the side, and it'll it'll play the Game Pass app. Pretty much is all it is. Probably, yeah. Well, I don't know. It's actually about the same price as Odin, but it looks cheaper. Oh. <laughs> Did you say because it's an Android system, isn't it? Yeah, it is. I was actually playing Twilight Princess on it this morning when I was texting you. And if they have the relationship that PlayStation tried to have with him back in the day and they actually keep up with it, you might be able to see Mario and Zelda for it over in the Microsoft world. Mm, maybe. I think it's stretching it a little bit because Nintendo's Nintendo. I say at the end of 10 years, they would be willing to try it if everything works out. I don't know if they would put like a first party game. They might try something like a. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like something like a spin off, like the Rabbids, something like that. Something with Zelda and Mario and Master Chief or something. Or even introduce like the Master Chief skins into their games, possibly. Maybe. Or like even in the next Smash Bros., maybe they'll Master Chief will be in it or something, you know, something along those lines. Yeah, because what the final DLC for Ultimate has finally came out has, well, I mean, it's been out for a little bit, but that was the last one. Yeah, yeah, it was. So that's would their next Smash game, maybe. Maybe we'll see Master Chief in it. That'd be pretty cool. And if they, if that Activision deal does go through, you could see Spyro and Crash in it as well. That's also true, yep. That'd be, that'd be pretty cool to see. Awesome. Yeah, because you know they could do it, because, I mean, Spyro, I mean... Bunch of characters obviously have the same attack moves. It's just something different, and a little bit different of an animation. But like Marvel, they have the same skill sets, right? You know, the Castlevania people—they got the same skill set. So Spyro could easily be copied from Ridley. Oh yeah, easy. Because I mean, they're both dragons. So. Or do what they done in like melee, and you have like all the different types of links. So you got your, you know, young link, your normal link, and tune link. Toon yeah. No. Yeah, Toon Link's in there. Okay, that's what I thought. So yeah, you got, I mean, endless possibilities with how they could be, do that too, because it would just, I mean, pretty much Spyro looks like a cartoon version of Ridley anyways. A mini Ridley, a mini purple Ridley. Yeah. <laughs> pretty much, yeah. I mean, like uh, in Melee, Ganondorf was just a clone of Captain Falcon, so I mean, they have several clones in different games and stuff, so it's not a far stretch. Yeah, then when Brawl came out, Lucario was just a reskin of Mewtwo. Yeah. Even had the Dark Energy Ball, <laughs> which I, the anime, they had the same yeah. thing, but they could have at least done something a little bit different, it seemed like. Yeah, they were just trying to get more characters in it, you know how they are. Yep. All right, moving on. PS5 console revision with detachable disk drive is now in testing. Uh, well, that's a good thing for people who want to remove it in the future, but not really necessary. And I think it'll cost uh, Sony more money in the long run. 
because you got some people that go out and okay. buy both consoles with disk drives and without disk drives. People can afford it, obviously, and there are people both just to have both. Yeah. So you taking out the middle ground and making it to where people just buy one console. Yeah, it's good for the consumers, but at the same time, how much of it? I understand it's in testing, and I understand they're going to do their best with it, but. You know, the more you take it in and out, the more it's going to wear down. And how are they going to do warranties to hold nine yards? Right. Yeah, that's true. Somebody's going to buy it right. the first day that it comes out on a YouTuber, and then they're going to <laughs> literally break it, see how many times it'll go in and out before it don't work anymore. Right. Just repeatedly in and out, like trying to break it just to see how durable it is. Which, I, like I said, to an average gamer, that may not, you know, they may not ever hit that threshold. But, like I said, it's going to be one of those things over the course of time. It's going to eventually wear down, wear down before the next console generation. We'll find out. But, yeah, I think it's cool. Yeah, concept, we'll just have to see. I think it's going to cost Sony, Sony more uh, financial burden in the long run. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I can see where you're coming from. Um I did see that different people have the test kit. and I mean, obviously, it's probably just different people that Sony picked, not just random people. But uh, it is cool to see a two-in-one two system. So that way, Sony only has to make one console to please both types of gamers, whether you're digital only or you like that physical collecting like Colin and I. Um, I do agree that it may be... We'll just have to see. It may be an issue for Sony with the durability of it, but we'll just have to see. But it is a cool concept, and it'd be cool to see um, just how it plays out and how cool it is to for it to work. Because if you buy, say you can buy the digital, I mean, buy the system at first, but you really like collecting, you can buy the system first because that's a lot of money. That's $500 right there. And then eventually you can buy the disk drive separate if you want those physical disks. And that way it'll, I mean, I guess technically it costs more in, in, instead of just buying a regular PS5 that already has a disk drive built in. But I would say once they come out with this, they'll do away with those first two that released and just sell this one instead. So. Oh, yeah. But, and I think they're trying to help like DIYers out like, I know if you had one, you would be a type of person that would try to go put in a disk drive if possible. Yeah. On a five consoles. <laughs> right. Yeah, you're right. Me, on the other hand, I like the simplicity of it. If that was the case, I'd be like, oh, okay, I can take this in or out. I don't have to do anything fancy with it. Right. Because I like dealing with big electrical wires and not little tiny ones that I can easily mess up. <laughs> right. <laughs> Like when my Joy-Con started drifting, I've just bought analog sticks and f- fixed them myself. But and I sent them back to Nintendo for Nintendo to do it. Right. When? <laughs> yeah. But that's all right. Um. Yeah. So it started a lot longer after yours did. What is it? Mine started drifting a whole lot longer after yours did. Oh yeah. Which you were surprised that I didn't know what in the world was happening. I'm just like, my guy won't stop moving. I, I, I can't believe you didn't hear joystick drift. I mean, Joy-Con drift, because everybody's been having that issue ever since the Switch released. 
Oh, yeah. And that was another durability thing because the sticks were pushed out too quick. Right. And uh, Gillikit, they're coming out with Hall Effect sensor joysticks for the Joy-Cons, which they already have joysticks out for other controllers. But uh, for the Joy-Cons, what that is, instead of using a physical mechanism inside that wears down and that's why it ends up drifting on the switch, they use magnets instead. So there's no like physical contact to... So, in, in theory, it will never drift. Yeah, until your magnet goes bad, like all magnets do. Right. Yeah, but how long will that take? Will the, well, I mean, like we said before, will you be on the next generation or next two generations by the time a magnet goes bad? So. Yep, just like the removable disk drive, how long will it take for it to actually go? Which, I mean, obviously time will tell since it's already been tested. So, obviously, they're going to put it out on the market sooner than later. Right. Yeah, that's pretty cool concept. We'll just have to see how it works. I might actually get a PlayStation just to try it. PS5? Yeah. Okay. You know how I feel about that. Hey, I didn't say I wouldn't play with you. (laughs) That's all right. All right, moving on. Sonic Frontiers sales in the first month of release. The number I got was two and a half million copies sold. Yep. All right. I'm glad that it hasn't changed. That's correct. <laughs> All right. I'm sure it's a little bit more now that we're talking about it. It might be 2.7. Right. But it's a ballpark. It's less than three million because <laughs> it hasn't hit it yet. And it's the first month. So the first month has come and passed. Right. So exactly. the number should be pretty accurate. Two and a half million copies in a month. Definitely good. It's definitely sold a lot. But. That's also an advantage of being released on every single console. That's true. Instead of being just one exclusive. Yeah. So, like I said, you can take that number with a grain of salt. I think it outsold God of War, but obviously God of War was just on PlayStation. Right. But, I mean... And Sonic Frontiers was on Black Friday and Cyber Monday deals, and I don't believe God of War was. No, because it got down to like 40 bucks down at Sonic Frontiers. Sonic Frontiers, I know for the Switch, it got down to 29 Oh. I don't know about other consoles. No, it was um, Walmart and GameStop gotcha. deal. I was going to pick it up, but I was like, eh, can't afford it. Do it now, but if you guys want to hop over to our Amazon affiliate, you can go pick it up off our thing. Yep. But yeah, it's... Uh, you help us out. Two and a half million sales is definitely a good number for a company that well I mean Sega in itself is pretty much just there for Sonic now but you know it's good to, obviously it's a good game for people to yeah. be, keep on buying it so I'm glad that this game fixed itself from the last one yeah yeah that's I mean two and a half million that's pretty good for like you said a company basically trying to Figure out a Zelda, I mean, not a Zelda, a Sonic game that's good because they haven't had a good one in years. So uh, it does have a score of 71 on Metacritic, which is a lot better than Sonic Forces. So give it that. Um, and everybody online is saying that is it's a great game. It's just 
maybe lack of story a little bit, but the free DLC coming within the next year may fix that because they are adding the next, another story to it. So, um, but good for Sega. I'm happy to see them succeeding. Well, bad, and it's an adjustment too because it's an open world. Right, it's their first open world Sonic game, so they're having to adjust to that. So that's it's pretty good. 71 for their first attempt at an open world game for Sonic and a comeback for Sonic. So good for Sega. Happy for them to get this one right. Yeah, not everything can be Breath of the Wild with open world on first try. That's right. <laughs> Which Nintendo. They're just Nintendo. They figure stuff out quick. Yeah. And then Sega's obviously Sega. Yeah. They they haven't had a console since the Dreamcast, so yeah, like I said, only people keeping them only thing keeping them up at this point is the Sonic video games and the Sonic movies. Yeah, pretty much. And uh, a little bit of persona. That's pretty much it. Oh yeah, I forgot personas. Sega. Yeah. Eh, not that important. <laughs> no, I don't, I don't. I don't care a whole lot for Persona, to be honest with you. I forgot it was even a game until you mentioned. I was like, oh yeah. <laughs> I believe Persona Five. Five. Just, yep. Yeah. It came five out. of my dad. Right. No, I don't, yeah. Exactly. I still haven't played a single per- one. So. I. I mean, I've tried. But I just, you know, I'm picky with my games. They gotta be a certain type of game for me to like them. I'm just picky. I didn't used to be, but I am now. <laughs> I said, "Yeah, you are." That's <laughs> right. You know. We are very pleased to announce our super new sponsor, Marvel Strike Force. Marvel Strike Force is a mobile squad RPG that allows you to battle with your favorite team of superheroes and supervillains in a fight to save the universe against threats like Doctor Doom and Apocalypse. Your goal is to power up your favorite characters to complete missions, unlock gear and other resources, and beat other players in PvP modes such as Alliance Wars and Arena. New ways to battle with your roster are released regularly, and the meta is always evolving along with campaigns, Blitz, and Arena. There's also Alliance War, a massive weekly alliance battle, raids, and cosmic crucible where you go head-to-head against other players in a tournament. Marvel Strike Force are enjoying their six-year anniversary. You know what that means. Free stuff, just for signing up via our unique link in the description. The anniversary consists of weekly events and bonuses. If you complete each event, you can receive special rewards and skins. Make sure to log in each day and each week to take advantage of all the new characters that are being released specifically for this event. This will be Marvel Strike Force's most generous event to date, so don't miss out. We have received a unique promo code for every new user. Please follow our link in the description and use the promo code MAXPOOL. Once again, thank you so much to Marvel Strike Force for sponsoring today's episode. Alright, moving on to the next one. Hogwarts Legacy got an official release date, but it is going to be separate dates for different consoles. Oh, I didn't see that. I just seen a general overall release date of two ten twenty three. Okay. So, which console that is? Now that I know it's coming on multiple consoles, I ain't got a clue. I just got a the little bit of research that I've done on that one. It said it was coming out on two ten twenty three, 
and it just seems like everything's coming out in February this year for the most part. Well, my dates don't say February. <laughs> what dates do you got? I think it actually got delayed. Again? So you might be seeing a, uh older... I got April 4th, 2023 for PlayStation 4 and Xbox One. And on Nintendo Switch, I got July 25th. Yours might be actually be uh, Series X and PS5, actually. Yes, no, I, I just pulled it back up on the thing. It says initial release date, February 10th, 2023. So, yeah, it may be the S and X. Yeah, I believe that's what it is. I think it's coming out on... Because they basically made it for those consoles, and then they're just... The reason the last-gen or current-gen, people say, is delayed is because they're having to kind of dumb it down, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm seeing now. It's uh, PS5, Xbox, and PC gets it on that date. Okay. So yeah, basically, the main the main things like the new gen, which I mean, obviously that matters more to the gaming companies than anything else that date. Right. Right. Yeah. So we won't get it until July 25th. If you're a Switch player, like PS5 by then. You're gonna have a PS5 by then? No, probably not. So I'd, I'd buy I'll a Series on X. List. <laughs> I doubt it. I'd buy Series X for about PS5. That's true too, but still. So but I can't afford either one. Come out for current gen. April fourth, two thousand twenty-three for PlayStation Four and Xbox One current gen, and then on the Switch it will release on July twenty-fifth, two thousand twenty-three. Yeah, I focus on them frame rates. Oh yeah, but there is good news. <clears throat> Excuse me. There is good news to Switch players out there. <clears throat> Most of you may or may not know, but I'm going to tell you anyway. Um, a lot of the Switch ports that are coming from other consoles are cloud. They're not native on the Switch, which means they rely on Wi-Fi connection, which is going to be slower and laggier, just not a, and the visuals aren't going to be as good. But this is going to be a native port. So you don't have to worry about that. It will run native on the Switch, so it'll look better. It'll run better. So that's pretty cool that they're, a game that was built for next-gen is going to be running native on the Switch. Five years later. Well, the time it comes out, six years later. Yeah. Right. So that's pretty cool to see that the developers of Hogwarts Legacy um, cared enough about the Switch community to not just do a cloud port. Because cloud port's easier. It'll run, obviously, fine on the Switch if you do it through streaming. So they cared enough to develop it and get it right natively on the Switch so it'll have a better experience. So good for them. Even though it comes with almost a year delay from the initial release. Yeah, (laughs) at least half a year. Almost, anyway. But, no, because it was supposed to come out in October. It was, but it got delayed. Yeah. Yeah. So, like I said, from the time it was supposed to initially get released, it'll be almost a year. It'll be a couple months shy. Yeah. But, at least they'll get it anyway. Uh, I mean, No Man's Sky, it released in October, and it's been out for years on the PlayStation 4 and Xbox One. So. Yeah. 
But have you looked at Hogwarts Legacy? I know we've talked about it before on our open world game podcast episode. Yeah, way, way, as you say, way back when, back when we first started. Yeah. Back when there were still three of us. Yeah, right. <laughs> it looks good. It looks really good. And I've always liked the Harry Potter series. So it'd be cool to have an open world and go through the school and learn the different classes and stuff and be a wizard or whatever. It'd be it's it'd be cool. I'm excited for it. Yeah, I never really did ever get into Harry Potter. I don't even think I've sat down and watched the first movie like at all, like all the way. Really? Through. No, I had the sixth book just randomly. We bought it one time, and I read probably about the first two chapters. And of course, it was six book, and I hadn't read the first five. So I'm just like, oh, okay, I don't know what's going on here. So I don't really care about this. Dad and I didn't really read in you know school, anyways. Right. Nobody reads it unless you're a nerd. <laughs> but uh, yeah, just in general, like I said, I just I just never did get into it. So, like I said, for me, Hogwarts Legacy, I'm excited about it because my wife's excited about it because she was one of those. Oh yes, here. But she likes Harry Potter. Yeah. So, like I said, I'm I'm eventually going to get it just because she was with me. But other than that, like me playing it, I'll probably just be yeah. a watcher. Yeah, it, it, I'm excited for it. Uh, I've watched all the movies. Of course, I've never read any of the books because, like we've already said, nobody reads unless you're a nerd. So. Um, we're talking about nerds and we're talking about video games. So, yeah. Take that how you will. That's right. Take that with a grain of salt. You get offended. It's not a problem. <laughs> That's right. I don't care how you feel. I'm just There's joking. I need you to listen to me. Yeah, we're gaming nerds. We're just not reading nerds. Book nerds, whatever. Anyway, continuing off of the Microsoft and Nintendo partnership, Microsoft has offered to let Sony put Call of Duty on their equivalent to Game Pass, which is PS Plus. I think it's a great thing for both companies and players just because if they're allowing that, that shows that they're willing to buried a hatchet that PS PlayStation had against the whole entire deal in the first place. Microsoft wouldn't have buried it anyways. Whether PlayStation is actually off or not, it's still yet to come, and it'll probably be out by the next couple podcasts, but right. it's not out right now. They haven't accepted nor denied it yet. Right. And I think they'll more uh, deny it because obviously Sony doesn't want the deal to go through at all. So if they accept this, they're kind of accepting them getting the deal to go through. So if they keep denying, denying, denying Microsoft and everything to throw at them, then that'll make the companies that can, that eventually decide if the deal goes through and be like, Sony's not okay with it or whatever. So let's not make it go through. But I think it still will go through. I hope it does. This partnership with Nintendo would be awesome for Call of Duty. And if you know how Sony is, they're they don't like partnering with anybody. They've already showed that with Nintendo, and they've already showed that with Microsoft back in the nineties. Yeah, and they don't. They're like being by themselves. They don't like even cross-platform sharing games with other consoles. They're just that's how they are. And if Fortnite didn't make them, then they w- still wouldn't, to this day, allow Fortnite and to be able to be played between other consoles. Cross-platform. Yeah, yeah cross-platform. So it's just how Sony is. They're just 
independent, which is, I guess, good to an extent, but, I mean, come on, everybody's sharing games and everything, just quit being like it. Yeah, Microsoft should teach them a lesson, and they did not offer take it away from PlayStation, period. That's, I hate to say yeah, that for the PlayStation should. players listening, but at the end of the day, the company that you forfeit your $500 to sucks. Yeah, I mean, you can just see how their ethics are. They're just, they say, oh, the best place to play a game is on PlayStation consoles. No, it's not. Everybody has their own opinion. It might be for somebody. Uh, I'm sure every I'm sure every developer says that, though, but, you know. You yeah, but that's, the re- that's their it. reason for not wanting to do cross-platform or partner with anybody because they say the best place to play a game is on their console, which that might be for some players. But for me, personally, no, it's not. So won't you just share with other people like everybody else is? That's right. Your mom not teaching that better growing up? Yeah, sharing is caring. Stupid Sony. But anyway, we'll keep you guys updated on this deal if it goes through with uh, what the offer between Sony and Microsoft on the 10-year commitment to put Call of Duty on PS Plus. All right, how much time we got left? We got just a few minutes. So we'll hit – we won't be able to hit the last – yeah, we'll hit one more. We won't be able to hit the last three, but we'll hit one more. Amazon Prime Gaming Game Giveaways. A bunch of games and game packs if you have Prime. I didn't really see anything. Yes. I've seen a Madden Ultimate Team deal pack is pretty much the only thing I've seen on there. Yeah, there was games and everything, but it was pretty much the same equivalent of... Uh, games of Gold, pretty much. Yeah, Games of Gold. Like It's not really worth having whatever games it was on there. Um, There was one game. What one game stood out to you? Dishonored 2. I don't guess I scrolled that far down, but I'm also a person I had Dishonored to whenever it was short-lived on Gold the one month that it was out. So, I mean, I already have it for Gold, so I, I don't really care that it's on Prime. <laughs> yeah. That's a pretty good game. The other ones, I mean, I'll take free games, you know what I mean? But I probably won't play them. Oh, yeah, try them out. Because if you – I just have – here, I'll read to you what it says from Amazon Prime. Gaming, their website. Here's the full list of free games for Amazon Prime subscribers that will be available from December 27th to January 3rd. If you're not a subscriber but are interested in these games, you can sign up for a free 30-day trial. Once you claim free games via Prime Gaming, they are yours to keep forever. A week of celebration from Prime Gaming. Games list is Dishonored 2, Metal Slug, Metal Slug X, Metal Slug 3, Real Bout Fatal Fury, The King of Fighters 2003, old game, The Last Blade, The Last Blade 2, Twinkle Star Sprites, and SNK 40th Anniversary Collection, whatever that is. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, the other ones, eh, I mean, I've heard of Metal Slug, I've never played it, but Dishonored 2, that's pretty, that's the only one that uh, stood out to me, really. So that's only from the 27th to the 3rd of January? Uh, December, yeah, to the, December twenty yeah, seventh to January third. Yeah, okay, right. that's why I didn't see that because I actually I actually looked on what's on there right now. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. So what I'll mention is what's free right now. Like 
there's a few games that seemed like a couple, like 2D platformers that were knockoffs. Obviously, Mario knockoffs per se. You know, got their own little twist on it. Yeah, that's pretty much all it was with the 2D side scrollers. Is what I've seen platformers and uh, like I said, if you got a Madden, I mean, I know a lot of people probably have Madden, but if you got an Ultimate Team and you do all that stuff, yeah. you can go on there and collect. I think it was a hundred of those a hundred dollars of what is on the in-game thing, which equates out to pretty much, I think, one pack. Yeah, so it's just Uh, one card pack is what you get out of it, which I think in real life dollars, I think it's 99 cents or something weird like that. So you basically get a dollar if you have Prime, so way to go, Amazon. Yeah, good job. Giving out for the holidays. (laughs) As Ashley said, Dishonor 2, if you haven't played it yet, it's probably the best game. It's one there, unless you're in the metal slugs. I mean, some people are, I guess. I mean, I've I've seen people play them, but I've never played them myself. So, If you're in the metal slug and you're a diehard metal slug fan, there you go. You get three of them right there. Yeah, but if you're a metal slug fan, you probably already got metal slug games. Right. You don't need Amazon to give them to you. That's right. <laughs> It's not like they're offering like the brand new 2K it just came out, you know. Obviously, 2K is not brand brand new right now. Right. A lot of people get it for Christmas. So yeah, they do. I mm-hmm. think it'll dominate like those like 60s that. on there. But yet again, they want to fork out their because I think Dishonored Two. If you go to GameStop right now and go pick up Dishonored Two, it's probably less than fifteen bucks. Yeah, I mean it's an older game, so. That came out almost ten years ago, or Dishonored it anyways. Yeah, yeah. So yet again, it's just one of those things. Or they could, like I said, Amazon could easily afford to be like, "Oh yeah, since you're a Prime and you're paying that extra ninety nine dollars for the year or whatever it is, we could at least give you, a, you know, a sixty dollar game once a year for free during Christmas time." Yeah, that'd be nice. But instead, we're just going to give you a bunch of these. $15 max games and then a bunch of like two free dollar games. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, it's still free. Not going to complain, but at the same time, I'm going to complain because I'm not getting them. That's right. You don't have it. You don't have Amazon Prime? Sierra does. I don't. Oh, I know it works, I know it works the same way, but it's not even. I don't have it either. Summer does, but yeah. But if you are interested in that, there it is. We gave it to you, so you're welcome for some free games. That's right. If only we could advertise Amazon Prime on our uh, affiliate link. Yeah, but we can advertise the games that are already on there, which we get already are on Amazon, so if you want to buy something. That's right. And if you want to buy something else with our logo on it, either one of our logos, our two terrible sports analysts, one, two, you can go to Redbubble and type in Free Terrible Gamers and you can get any type of merch that you want for the most part. I don't think I've seen a thing on there. They they don't sell. They even sell comforters. Yeah, they sell literally almost anything. Comforters, any size bed you want. A fedora if you want a fedora. I'd rock a Free Terrible Gamer. Yeah. I want I want the bucket hats I can take it fishing. That's right. But yeah, you can go on there, check us out on there too. Don't forget to go subscribe to our YouTube channel. Yep. 
And if not, then just your listen is enough. But share it with a friend. Share it with anybody that you come in contact with that you know. Um, this awesome gaming podcast you listen to gives you your weekly news and just share it with them. So they'll be up to date on the gaming news in the world. That's right. When you guys finally make us big enough, it'll be daily. Yeah, it will. You'll get to hear us every single day instead of just once a week. I don't know if that's a good thing or not. Oh, it's good. Get, I would get bored of hearing myself. Uh, like me personally. Well, I hate hearing you talk. I don't like hearing you either. You're running off too much. All <laughs> uh, jokes aside, uh, I, I enjoy doing this and enjoy doing it with you. So obviously I don't hate hearing your voice too much. Yeah, I enjoy it. It's fun. And I like helping out everybody that does listen to it, get their gaming news if you can't get it and anywhere else. All these remaining topics are what is to be done next week. Well, still left and they'll still be relevant. I'm going to hit on next week, so come back next week. Yeah, come back next week. There, we got three topics we haven't talked about, and there'll be more topics on added on top of that. And these are really good topics. Pretty interesting. Okay, I can steal my notes again. Yeah, I'm not, I mean, you can erase them. You don't have to send them to me again. But... Nope, it's too much work. Just, just cut it out like I do. I just <laughs> highlight it, select all, cut, and then. Shouldn't you highlight it, copy, then cut? You cut it automatically copies it. No, I didn't know. <laughs> I'm not that technological advanced. I'm just now figuring out how to screen, not screenshot, but to save yours in a camera roll and use Bixby Vision to fix everything. Yeah. Like I said, I'm not that far ahead. It's all right. You'll get there. <laughs> all right. But you guys have a good rest of your week, and we are out. Yep. See you guys later. Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.